Hey guys, just checking the uh, camera here, make sure and everything is um, straight, everything's cool. Okay, whoa, watch it there. <laughs> All right, and first one in here is Wild Hop, so Wild Hops and be right back. That's my uh, mom, I'll be right back. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. I'm sure. 
check everything. Mm -hmm. I think it's the low beam and the high beam. I'm not sure if they're both turned out. But I said I need a light on the side because I know the high beam is going to be turned out. on the phone, I'll be right back. Okay, guys, I do apologize for that. Um, my mom called me up. I had a feeling she was going to call me up during this. That's what I was going to tell you guys the, the moment I started the stream, that if I have to get up and I'm interrupted, it's because my mom called. And uh, she usually just checks in on me um, once in a while. Even when I was working at Walmart, you know, she would, you know, check up, you know, she would uh, check in on me when I would I would have a day off and she'd be working. Because she'd want to know what's going on around here in the neighborhood. So, yeah, didn't mean for that to happen, guys. It just uh, came out of the blue. And I want to welcome a Wild Hop, who I think had to, uh, to uh, take care of some, had to leave. Um, Samuel, nice to see you in here. 
and uh, Bugs, Bugs, as he calls himself. Nice to see you here. Uh, nice to see all you guys here um, in uh, in the live chat. And we're going to put this onto other parts of social media, like Twitter and Facebook. And if you heard something right there, that's because we have squirrels and cats sometimes going on the roof. It's been very windy today, believe it or not. So, um, so anyway, uh, let me uh, go over to the live thing here. Like I said, I do apologize for that because, again, my plan was basically coming on here, welcoming you guys, and and then letting you know that if I have to get up because uh, a phone call or something, well, there you go. Uh, but, yeah. Sorry about that. You know, things happen sometimes. I mean, um, I watch, to be honest with you, uh, there are times that um, I'll watch uh, just Alex, formerly Deluxe Man, uh, Alex's World, and uh, Zara Nazarak, and there are times they will get interrupted themselves. That That is no joke, guys. That, that, that right there is no joke. I've seen several times where their families have... Um, kind of interrupted them uh, to talk with them or call them or whatever. So, yeah, they've, they've had uh, numerous times to where they've been interrupted. Um, like I said, they've been, you know, they've been, there have been numerous times what I'm trying to say to where they've been interrupted while doing a live stream or a recording and they've had, and like I, I can recall one time Zara Nizarak uh, was doing a, an overview of the Sonic Satyam complete series uh, box set. And several times in there, he got, I think it was like once or twice, he got interrupted um, by the phone. He was like, and I think his reaction was like, oh, I just want to do a video, just want to get this video done, you know? So um, yeah, there were several times he got interrupted. There were numerous times that you know, just Alex Deluxe Man, he would, he would get interrupted because you know when he's doing a live stream. Like I think his cousin or his brother went came into his room one time and asked him to help him out with something and apologized. Like, oh, I didn't know you were doing this, this, you know. So um, yeah, there were numerous times to where I saw other people get interrupted, and you know, it's not always fun, but you know, it's it's just. It's just the way it is. Sometimes, you know, when you live with family, you know, family's going to always want to, um, you know, know what you're doing. And, you know, even if you're off on a day, off a certain day and, you know, getting ready to do, you know, off a certain day and they're working, like I just mentioned with my mom and me, uh, she'll call up. Sometimes she'll even, it was funny, she'll even call, like recently, Earlier this year, she had to stay home because of what's going on because they had to close down her site where she works, a school site, preschool site. And uh, basically, there were times that she would call me um, on my cell phone here just to check up on me to see what I'm doing at work. Like I would, t- she would look at because what I would do is I would post my schedule on the fridge, so she'd be like, "Okay, this is probably when he's going to be at lunch." And since I'd have the phone on vibrate, I'd hear a vibration or some kind of notification vibe, a vibration like it's ringing, or I'd hear that, or I'd get a notification vibe, and then I would notice, and oh, it's you know, it's her. She's kind of trying to contact me, 
And so I would contact her back. I would call her back when I got a break while I was on lunch. So, so she always wants to make sure um, what's going on and everything. And now it looks like she's a little bit more supportive about what I'm going to be doing here because of the fact, as I make sure the camera's okay here. Hold on, guys. There we go. But now she's even more supportive um, of the fact, as I check the camera, make sure, okay. Uh, she's more supportive of the fact that I'm doing YouTube now since I've explained to her that, oh, by the way, um, I can make money now. And it was <laughs> the way I brought, up, brought it up was just through a conversation because there's things going on in our family at times that, um, you know, financially to where you ask, okay, how is this person going to make money if they don't commit to staying on something or whatever? Uh, or do or they just oh they don't do this or they don't do that things like you know things of that nature and you know it, it's it's at it's one of those situations to where um you know it just like I said it just came up in in conversation is is what it did it just came up in conversation and uh, she was cool with it she was she was she's cool with it I mean uh, basically when I explained to her. I think when I told her that, yeah, I'm at this certain amount right now and that it takes time, it builds up over time because YouTube is a lot more different than like a regular job because you end up getting paid hey, through a monthly kind of thing unless you do decide to go weekly, but it's mostly monthly. So, so yeah, you know, that, that, that's why basically, um, you know, I, you know, that's why I got up immediately as soon as I started the stream and all of a sudden, boom, you know, the phone rings because she's, you know, she's checking up on me, making sure things are, um, the things are good. You know, that, that there's nothing, you know, going on or anything, you know, that shouldn't be. Now, just to let you guys in on what's been going on, um, as well. And by the way, if you wanted to donate, uh, super chats, uh, have any kind of financial donation, you want to do that. Super chats are indeed, open right now so yeah and this is the second time i've done a live stream with uh super chats involved because you know originally before i monetized my channel i never had that option uh, until now so if you want to donate go ahead if you if you feel like it you know it's up to you uh but anyway but anyway yeah you know coming on here but anyway um like i was saying you know a lot you know just you know you know, basically, um, you know, I do apologize for that happening because, again, it's just, you know, kind of throws you off a little bit. But you have to understand why, you know, family does that at times. And I'm sure a lot of you do. Now, to let you in on what's going on, a little bit of a vlog, a little bit of an update. You probably notice in the back something a little different. Like you might notice there's something on the wall, if you will, which is right there. That speaker I used to have on the wall, but then all of a sudden I placed it where the um, rainbow dash is. I don't know if you can really see rainbow or anything. Let me, uh, let me take down uh, these ladies for a, sec for a second. I don't know if you can really see her now. Hold on. Give you a better look. Hopefully you can see it a little bit better. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you see where my finger's pointing right there, that rainbow dash. Well, a little bit of a story. A little bit of a story on that, guys. Um, a little bit of a story. 
Uh, basically, I used to have that rainbow dash back there um, over here. Oh, on this section, not on this shelf, but on the shelf right next to it. And uh, in fact, let me show you. Hopefully I can do this without messing things up. Uh, but this shelf right here, I used to have that rainbow dash on right there. And now, like I said, I have it uh, right over there, as you could probably see just a little bit better. And the reason I moved it, uh, the reason I moved it basically is because over the weekend, I decided to finally uh, just try to reapply, try to um, kind of hang back up the speakers. So like, for example, right there, I have one of my other speakers that used to be right here. It used to be um, basically uh, right where that little um, CD thing is. I, I think you can see it, that little uh, CD case used to be right there and then the other one right there used to be behind uh that figure right there it used to be behind uh that uh griffin pegasus figure it used to be right be right behind the um uh, the the mini the g the google mini it used to be behind there and then this the center one the center speaker i don't know if you can see it while i'm pointing used to be up there and then that one right there where the airship is, uh, well, it used to be on this side. It actually used to be right there where, well, actually the airship, one, well, actually the speaker there right next to the airship used to be right there. But again, what I decided to do is I wanted to hang them back up and basically I tried hanging it up where the gadget figure is. Uh, basically, I used to have the Daring Do figure, which I now have over here. I have the Daring Do figure right there. So basically, long story short, um, I tried to hang the speaker in place of the Daring Do figure, and it looked like it was doing okay. It looked like it was fine for a bit, um, if you will. It looked like it was okay for a bit. As I make sure everything is adjusted here, hold on. Uh, it looked like it was okay for a bit. Well, like I said, it looked like it was okay for a bit. And um, uh, basically what happened, long story short, because just that right there, perfect. Make sure. All right. Hold on for a sec. Okay. Uh, but like I said, basically what happened was because Basically what happened, like I said, I tried hanging them back up, and what occurred was the fact that, let me see if I have them up here still, the fact that I had uh, these, I had these uh, command strips right here, and because basically, and, long, and again, to get to the point I'm trying to say, uh, what happened is... Everything else, all the all the other speakers that I just showed you, seem to be all right. They seem to be in place for now, but the one where I hung it up, uh, but the one, but that one speaker near the airship that I hung up uh, in place of the Daring Do figure, which I placed over here. Uh, basically, what happened is, I was playing uh, Soul Calibur Six, 
And I don't know if it's the vibration of the sound coming out of the speakers or, or something. But what happened is basically the uh, speaker fell. It was a, I was doing a battle between two created fighters that I made. And it was doing one of the movements, one of the round, one of the victory, one of the, uh, and it was basically, I think, at the end of one of the rounds, if you will. And then all of a sudden, that all of a sudden the speaker just fell. Now, I did have the window open a little bit. And just like today, it was a little windy. It's a lot more windier today, but, you know, just by a little bit, but it was still a little windy. So my, my thought is either the wind knocked it down, either that was like a light gust and it just was enough to move the house or move certain parts of the house to where, you know, it could be felt in certain areas and that's what caused the speaker to fall. Or what happened is, like I said, the vibration of the volume caused it to shake and then fall. I don't know. Um, or either there was a shift in the earth movement. There was a shift in the earth movement because we all know that because a lot of us that have houses that are on the ground, we you know, that live in houses like this one, uh, we know that sometimes the, uh, the earth beneath it will shift and it'll cause a little bit of a, will shift even if it's unnoticeable even if it's unnoticeable it will shift and it will cause you know certain, maybe something to happen like something to fall down even though you're and even though it'll catch you by surprise you'll be wondering what just happened knowing that maybe there's no wind gust or whatever and then that's when it'll probably dawn on you that the earth maybe just did a little bit of a shift and that's what caused the um the thing to fall and anyway, what happened is, like, as I was trying to say, as I'm trying to get to the point here, uh, the speaker on this end here fell, on, on this side here, fell. And basically, because I have the airship right there, it caused the airship to fall and break apart. I had to put it back together. It caused the figures on the airship to fall out. It caused something to fall into the back of the shelves that I had to grab and get, you know, from the back there, like certain parts and figures. It caused my mod, my mod pie uh, figure to fall. Yeah. It caused one of the most popular characters in the show's Funko figure to fall. <laughs> and what's crazy is when they fell, when some of the stuff fell off the shelf, some of it fell over to this. It's like it's like, okay, here's the shelf, right? And everything came tumbling down. And a lot of the stuff, some of the stuff went over to the other side next to my game consoles. Like, the, for example, the mod pie figure did. And then some others just, like I said, scattered about. Thankfully, I was able to get it back, mo able to get most of everything uh, back to get other, you know, pieced back together, stuff like that. But, you know... I had a feel. I don't know why, but I had a feeling that it was going to probably do that, and it did. I just didn't think it would do it on the day that I put it back. I put it up there. But again, it could be several reasons. Like I said, a little bit of gust of wind came through, kind of shook, kind of vibrated throughout parts of the house, and that's what caused it. The vibration of the volume of the the game during certain times in the match, match that I was uh, playing, you know, caused it. Or either most likely there was a, a shift in the Earth's movement. And that was probably it too. 
Another thing I could probably think of is, like I said, you you heard it. We have squirrels and cats that like to go on top of the roof, and maybe there was some kind of vibration that came from that. I don't know. But it's not the first time a lot of stuff has fell. It's not a lot of. It's not the first time speakers that I have here have fallen. My mom even told me one time when I was at work, one of the speakers, like this one that I just pointed at here, it fell. And she's like, I don't know what that was. I heard something fall. So I went when I came home from work and I saw what it was. I was like, yep, the command strip let loose. And I've noticed that lately, too, that even with these, the wind can knock them down, a little bit of a breeze. It can knock them down and you have to put them back up. But also notice that the command strips, they do wear down in, over time because sometimes I'm hearing certain things like, a, like I'm thinking something getting ready to come loose. And what it is is it's the moisture on the strips that, that is loosening and it's causing the pictures to fall. Uh, for example, I've used these recently to post up some pictures of posters like the Sat AM poster there, like the Sat AM poster over here or the My Little Pony movie poster. Or even this one, uh, or even well, you can't really see it, but you get the idea. Heck, I use command strips on that lunar thing right there on that lunar picture. And again, I notice sometimes things are falling; they're just starting to fall. In fact, I use command strip, not command strip, but post-its, and even a command strip on those, and sometimes they fall. I think again, it's just moisture, and sometimes it's the earth shifting under the house that causes some things. And then also you got the little rodential thing going on with the squirrels and stuff. And and then, of course, like sometimes you have the window open, there's a, a breeze, stuff like that. So it's just one of those situations. But anyway, besides that, besides that, um, you know, that's mainly one of the bigger changes I did, mainly because of the fact that my plan is to get a 4K TV, not a big one, but the 32 inch. And. Uh, I'm pretty much on the verge of doing that. What I did today, um, basically, is I paid off the cable because one of the things a lot of us uh, probably know more than anything is if you have cable or any kind of you know television like Bill with your streaming or whatever, you want to try to pay that off. You want to try to pay that to be up to date. Well, because I lost my job, you know, we were behind a little bit, and for some odd reason, we were always behind. And mostly that's on me, too, because I should have just kept up with it. Well, thankfully, thank the Lord, finances have come in uh, just enough on both ends of the spectrum, if you will. My my ex-job and the 401k plan they had with it and, and then, of course, uh, the uh, unemployment, the EDD, that thank God, uh, thank the Lord above, I was able to today pay off the entire cable bill to where now it's exactly where my mom wants to see it. It's at zero. It's no longer just like half of it paid and then half of it's lingering in in the background, still still needing to be paid. No, it's paid. It's done. So I figured as a bit of a reward to myself and everything I've gone through over the past few months, if not this past year, I'm finally just going to go out and get myself a 4K TV, a 32-inch QLED 4k tv uh, by samsung uh, i'm going to get that because pretty much i feel that you know i've i've earned it uh you know i didn't expect you know to lose my job the way i did i mean honestly everybody still feels that it could have uh, kind of you know well his thing 
they do agree that, you know, I shouldn't have did what I did, but um, they do agree that a punishment like suspension would have been more appropriate than just letting me go, all because of taking a, a drink like a soda like this. Well, this is water, but a soda like this without paying for it. And I, and I know that's wrong. I know people would say that's still wrong, but come on. We're talking about Walmart where I used to work. Walmart is known, is not, you know, identified as one of the leading uh, retail giants in the world, if not the leading retail giant in the world, and if not in the country, you know, you would think they have enough money to, you know, salvage, you know, losing something like this. I mean, working there for six and a half years, again, I've talked about this many times before, we have lost more than just, we've lost more financially than just this, than something like, or something like this, honestly. But uh, with that said, you know, you know, I just decided, you know, I'm going to finally do this. I've had plans to get one this year anyway, but the plans were to put it like right here in the center. But I decided, you know what, looking at the measurements that I'll put up on Amazon for this, it'll fit right where my other TV is. And then the plan is to take this TV, put it in the guest room slash rec room or recreation room, whatever you want to call it, and then take the monitor that's in there. And then save that for my mom because she's going to have to start getting uh, on the computer a lot more and more along the lines, you know, being, you know, like in front of a camera like this to, to see what's going on. I may even have to allow her to borrow this camera or go out and buy another camera or mic uh, for her as well. So uh, it's going to be an interesting experiment. I'll tell you that. But uh, I'm looking forward to this. I really am. Um. Uh, with that said, though, let's get on to, I know I've been talking about a half hour, but just wanted to keep you guys up to date what's going on. And again, I do apologize for the interruption at the beginning. But now with that said, with that all out of the way, let's get into our topics for today. I know we're about 30 minutes in, a half hour in. I do apologize again. Just need to get some stuff off my chest and let you know uh, what's been going on as well and probably what's to come. So. The topics we're going to talk about today are, first topic, should we believe the presidential polls? We'll talk about that because there's various views on that, I'm sure of. Number two, speaking of 4K TVs, could we get smaller 4K TVs in the future? We'll talk about that. Number three, we will talk about who will be the next victim of the streaming wars. And number four, we're talking about the original cast of characters from My Little Pony Friendship is Magic to appear in the MLP in MLP G5 movie or in the MLP G5 movie. You know, we'll talk about that. Number five, we'll talk about 2021 being the return of Saturday morning cartoons. And then number six, we will talk about are people getting used to VOD releases of movies and thus perhaps dooming the movie theater business. We'll talk about all that. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about that. Drink that a little too fast. Sorry about that. (laughs) 
Drank that a little too fast. Uh, woo! <clears throat> Sorry. Anyway, let's talk about our first topic here. And that is, should we believe the presidential polls? Now, the reason I want to start off with this topic is because... Hold on for a sec. Uh, it's a portfolio, people. Again, I don't know what they want. <clears throat> uh, anyway, getting getting back on topic here. <laughs> Sorry for the interruptions. Um, again, number one, should we believe the presidential polls? The reason I want to start off with this is because, as you probably have noticed as of late, a, a lot of places from uh, – Online, like The Heal, The Washington Post, The Chicago Tribune, places like that, along with CBS News, ABC, CNN, you know, Fox, whatever you want to call them. Everybody's been <coughs> talking about what the polls say, where the polls stand as far as who potentially looks like they're going to win the uh, presidential race. And what's funny about about this is that not even not even the president's the presidential nominees the president himself and biden well i'm not sure much about biden but those that support him i will say that do not believe the polls they do not trust the polls why i'll tell you why because the one thing I think I think what was it Chicago Tribune did bring up talking mentioning about the talking about this today. They said that basically, even though the polls look like they could be legit now, four years ago that wasn't the case. I mean, even Trump brought it up in one of his rally, one of his uh, campaign speeches. He said, "Look at 2016. They thought I was out. They thought I wouldn't win, but lo and behold, I did." <coughs> Excuse me. So that so that right there, when when you have, you know, the president himself, people that support him, people that support Biden coming out and saying, I don't trust the polls, don't believe the polls, the question now remains, should we? And quite honestly, I'm in agreement with not just the president and those that are in his campaign party and Everybody that supports him. But believe it or not, I'm in agreement with those that support Biden and any other candidates that feel the same way. Because it's like, literally, when have the polls been right? Because we have to remember one thing. Just be, be just because, just because, um, <laughs> and I know I just went, Pee! sound like I did a roadrunner there, didn't I? Um, but anyway, <clears throat> you know, just because people are going out and voting early because of what's been going on in the world and in everything and, you know, what the media is spewing out there with, oh, there's new cases, new hospitalizations, da, 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 da. You know, just because people are going out and voting early doesn't mean, you know, you know the, the, the presidential race is going to swing one way or the other. Again, 
not and, and again trump and not just trump but you know trump mentioned people said he was out and about he was out he was down and out in 2016 and see look what happened the same you know and even those on the democratic side of things have agreed that yeah we thought trump was down and out in 2016 and he came back and ended up winning so here's the thing even though people are out there voting early you know, and apparently, according to certain media, you know, there are thousands among millions of people voting. Da, 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 da. It doesn't mean anything yet until Election Day. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything yet till Election Day. And you know why? You know why it doesn't mean anything till Election Day? Because Election Day is when everybody, and I mean everybody, comes out and votes. I'm not lying. I am not lying. Election day is usually the day where it really counts. You see, people are going out and voting early now because of the fact that, like I said, things are going on in the world, and they're not sure if any of the places they can go vote to are going to be open because of what's happening. <coughs> so that's so that's the thing right there. That's the thing right there. Just because... You know, you know, people are going out and voting early because they're not sure what's going to happen next. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean, you know, the polls. It doesn't mean that it's going to. What I'm trying to say is, it doesn't mean the polls are indicating correctly that things are swinging one way or the other. You know, it doesn't mean Biden's got a four, five point, three point, six point lead. It doesn't mean Trump has a 5.6-point lead. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter in any of these areas, okay? It really doesn't matter. Because what matters is election night, election day and night, the day before, the day of, the weekend before. You know, that's what's really going to matter. Because that's when the truth is going to be revealed. Now, here's the thing that people have to keep in mind. As we grow, as we grow closer to the election, as we grow closer to it, more news outlets are going to try to favor one candidate over the other. More news outlets, you know, televised-wise and online, are going to do whatever they can to make things look more favorable for one or the other. But here's the thing. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, what really matters is the day of election. <clears throat> that day is the be-all, end-all. And believe it or not, both men, both candidates are going to come out swinging on that day. They're going to try to do whatever they can to make the other look bad. And as crazy as it sounds, like my mom would say, God has a reason for everything happening in a certain way. You know, I thought about this. If Trump wins re-election and things get more favorable for Republican-wise, then what's the reaction going to be by the people? Is it going to be positive, mixed, negative? Who knows? But if Biden wins and everything goes democratical, 
Is it going to be the same way? You know, who knows? Who knows what side of the fence things are going to fall on? You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Excuse me. Again, who knows what side of the thing? Who knows what side of the fence things are going to fall on? I mean, everybody has the has the reasoning to favor somebody else, so uh, one candidate over the other. You know, and we're just going to have to let God be the ultimate deciding factor as to who He wants to be leading this country. Because in the end, the truth will be revealed. You know, if it's revealed, you know, and if it's revealed that Trump's going to be here for another four years, then whether we like it or not, that's what's going to happen. If it's revealed that Biden's going to be here for four years, then that's what's going to happen. But here's what makes people suspicious about both. Both have something, both apparently in the eyes of a lot of people, are hiding the truths. You know, you have all these undecided voters out there, apparently, that don't know which side to vote on because they're hearing all these different stories about Trump and him hiding this and him not, you know, show, you know, him not, him hiding this and him not bringing out his taxes and da, da, da. But then on the other hand, you have, you have them hearing you know, about Biden and how his son's involved with Russia and China and how he could be involved and all that. You know, it's it's just one of those, it's basically, it's, it's basically one of those situations to where you're darned if you do and you're darned if you don't. We'll put it that way. I mean, whether we, I mean, whether we want to admit it or not, we're going to basically, at the end of the day, have a controversial figure in there as president, no matter what. No matter what, we're going to have a controversial figure in, in there as president. And some people may not, and let's say Biden gets in, there are going to be people from Fox News to YouTube to Facebook to Twitter to even places like CNN and NBC and all that. They're going to come out and say, we just got screwed. Because a lot of them have seen, if not will, basically bring up the fact that the reason Biden's in office is mainly for the fact that he's going to get impeached. He's going to get impeached so that they can get Kamala Harrison as president and Nancy Pelosi and those that side with her and help to get that first impeachment on Trump, you know, up and running are going to finally get what they want. And that's a woman president in office. And it's like, really? You, you're so desperate to get a woman president that you're willing to have people uh, elect somebody that people, other outlets out there have reported may not be suited for the job because of his, the way he, you know, mannerizes himself, the way he stumbles over his words, the way he does, he's trying to avoid this and that. You, you want to elect him just so you could use him as a patsy to get Kamala Harris in. That's how people will view it, you know, if Biden wins. Now, as far as Trump goes, some will view it like, oh, great, so we got another four years of this corrupt son of a gun. You know, we got another four years of this 
guy that basically insults this person, belittles that person, belittles this person, whatever. Again, it's a darned if you do and it's a darned if you don't. It's a win-win. It's a win-lose. Win. It's a win-lose-lose-win situation. That's what it is. You know, and again, going back to the polls, you know, the polls can say it's swinging one way or the other. They don't mean anything. At the end of the day, it's the people that vote that mean something. It's the people that vote that have the final say. And everybody knows that come election day, election day is going to be when it really, really matters. And, and that's the truth. It's going to be the day that things really matter. And you could disagree with that. You could agree with that. All You could disagree or agree with that all you want. But think about it. You know, you have all these news outlets online and, and visually coming out and saying, oh, we had record numbers of voters voting early today. You know, do you honestly believe that? Or do you believe the fact that a lot of the voters are just biding their time to election day to come out and let them and let the vote be heard? It makes you wonder. It makes you think, huh? But yeah, the polls, again, should we believe them? You know, if you have Trump and the supporters of Trump and people in his campaign saying don't believe him, you know, because they said one thing one time and it proved to be wrong. And then you have, you know, people that support Biden and Biden and in Biden's camp saying the same thing. Then I think we have to agree with all. And I think it's an overall agreement that, yeah, we can't believe the polls because honestly, the polls probably are just there are just created there are just created to show, in my opinion, favoritism one way or the other. So, and honestly, I don't think we should believe them. And that's just my opinion. It's just my opinion on that one. So anyway, that's um, what we're done there. Now moving on to topic number two. And our second topic is, could we get smaller 4K TVs in the future? Okay. So as I mentioned at the beginning of this topic on my video or live stream, uh, basically I have plans hopefully by next week to have a 32-inch Samsung QLED TV, 4K, uh, that is, in my in my possession. Um, and honestly, folks, I've always believed that we were going to – I've always felt, I should say, that there were smaller 4K TVs out there that just not heavily advertised as the big ones. You know, they're not heavily advertised like a 50-inch or a 44-inch or 60-inch or 70-inch, but they're there. I mean, if you – I mean, come on. If companies can come out and sell, produce and sell, uh, produce and distribute and sell retail-wise and online, 24-inch 4K IPS monitors – then I think they could sell and distribute retail-wise and online 4K, smaller 4K TVs. Because, again, if you're going to sell a 24-inch monitor that's 4K for your computer or whatever, gaming, movies, whatever, then you should be able to sell and distribute a smaller 4K television that could fit any room. And for me, that's exactly what this thing's going to do. 
Now you might say, well, how do you know it's going to do that? How do you know it's going to be fittable? Because I look at the feet distance, the feet ratio, if you will. And the feet measure exactly right into where I need it. And the only reason that um, it gets sold as 32 inch is because of the screen. Because of the screen. That that's why. You know, you know, that's why. It's basically the screen that they sell you on, not the outboarder or anything like that. It's the screen. The screen is what they sell you the product on. Okay? That's what they sell it on to you. That's what they sell it on. And honestly, the legs, the leg width, I don't know if you could see that very well. Maybe if it dims down a little bit. Oh. Oh, let me uh, dim the light a little bit. There we go. Maybe you can see that a little bit better. Maybe not. I'm going to get in there. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is the the feet, the feet, if you will, actually measure at 25.5 width. And there's a 28.5 width on the top. Now, um, diagonally, it's 6.1 or 6.1 inches, if you will. Horizontally, it's about 16 by 6 height, if not, and that's just the screen and the border around it. With the legs, it's at 18 height, and that's actually pretty good. That's actually pretty good. And again, I don't know if you could really uh, read that. I don't know if that's a dim a little bit, but anyway... The TV without the stand is twenty is twenty eight point five by sixteen by six by one point two. With the stand, it's twenty five by five. And there you go. Maybe you can see that better. But like I said, it's um, TV with stand is twenty eight point five by eighteen by nine by six point one. Now, you might say, well, is that big enough? Oh, it's big. It's big. And like I said, it's a, it's a QLED. It's a QLED television. That's what it is. It's a, it's a QLED. There you go. You can see a little better. Yeah, but it's a QLED. And it's a 32-inch. It's small. And I've seen people with the pictures they've shown, um, you know, have it in areas that look like it shouldn't fit, but it does, just barely. So when you have to move it around, you got to be careful. Uh, but again, getting back on the subject here, could we see smaller 4K TVs in the future? And I think we can. I think we will, uh, most definitely. Because like I said, if you have, you know, if you have Samsung coming out, and bringing this out, 
and it's 32 inches, then there's no doubt they can do smaller. Because like I said, what's the point of companies like Samsung, LG, Philips, you know, Vizio, what's the point of them creating these smaller monitors, you know, that have 4K within them at 24 inches to 27 inches if there wasn't a chance that they could do smaller 4K TVs? I'm just saying. You know, I'm just saying. Because to me, it is possible. It is definitely possible in my opinion. Because, you know, now, when when I thought about the, because I've thought about this for a while. When I first thought, okay, you know, it is possible for 4K televisions to be small. But as I thought about it, I also realized, okay, the bigger 4Ks are going down in price at times, depending on what kind of brand or what kind of size. Like there are 43 inches and 50 inches that are going down into the 250 range. So I thought about this again. So again, I thought about this and I thought to myself, well, if the bigger ones are going down in price and if there's ever an intention of doing smaller ones, the smaller ones are going to go up or going to be a little bit more. And believe it or not, that's just a, a sample of what I'm talking about. That's just a sample, you know, of what I'm talking about because of the fact that, you know, you know, you basically, if you're a company that's creating these things, distributing these things, then you're putting all a lot more effort into compacting this, uh, all the elements of a 4K television into a smaller package. Now, true, the 4K picture on there apparently is 38 by is 3840 by 2160, which is still 4K. But besides that. You know, it's, you know, it's still, you're taking all those components and you're compacting them in. But to me, once I get one, it's going to be worth it. Because I already have it in my mind exactly what I plan to do. And that plan is to basically put my TV in that rec room, guest room, keep the monitor at the side so my mom could use it for her video things if she has to, video conferencing, Zooms, whatever, for her job. And then have the 4K in my room. And if anything comes up, you know, hopefully this YouTube thing, you know, works out in the end, and I believe it will. God wouldn't let me have this opportunity if it wasn't going to. You know, it works out in the end. I think I'll be okay. I think I'll be fine in the end. But yeah. I honestly believe that we could and probably will get smaller 4K TVs out there because you can't tell me Samsung's not going to see the success this one's going to have and be like, hey, we, we can we can build off that. We, we can actually do more with that. You know, may, maybe we could take it a step smaller. <laughs> you know, they, you can't tell me they ain't thinking about that. If not already got that in mind, if not already got that in motion at the factories. And the same could be said for Vizio, LG, Philips. I'm just saying they they'll see they see this and they're like, you know what? We're, we're going to take get a piece of that pie too. So yeah, I honestly believe we could get smaller 4K TVs. Will it be? Will it take time? Absolutely, it'll take time. But it'll honestly it'll be worth the wait, in my opinion. It'll definitely be worth the wait. So. 
Anyway, though, that's what I believe. And yes, I do feel we will get um, 4K TV, smaller 4K TVs in the future. And the 30-inch one, in my opinion, is just the beginning. But let me know what your thoughts are on that. All right. So moving on to topic number three, we have the Okay, moving on to topic number three. The question is, who will be the next victim of the streaming wars? Now, in case you guys don't know, QB, QB, Q, it's a Q-U-I-B-I, QB, which was a creation of Jeffrey Katzenberg, or an idea of Jeffrey Katzenberg. Quibi, six months after its debut, is shutting down at the end of the year because it didn't meet its subscription quota. Yeah, Jeffrey Katzenberg's little uh, experiment in streaming, streaming experiment, is shutting down. Now, a lot of people already figured that Quibi would not last long because of what was being promoted about it. And what was being promoted was you would get to watch 10 to 15 minute clips of programming, you know, a day or whatever it was. It would be 10 to 15 minutes of programming a week or a day. I think it was a week or a month, depending on what kind of programming it was. And then you had to wait till the next week to get the next part. It was basically, basically what Quibi was, uh, basically what Jeffrey was doing was he was trying to experiment with a modernized version, in my opinion, of serial storytelling. Basically like, okay, here's the first 10, 15 minutes. It's, but to enjoy the rest of it, you got to tune in next week or the next day or whatever. And obviously that didn't sit very well with uh, a lot of people that the subscription count did not reach uh, the quota it was supposed to reach. And... Obviously, you know, Jeffrey Katzenberg was losing a lot of money off this. Uh, let's see. Who was the uh, who's the company behind them? Let me check. <coughs> let me uh, let me check you. Let me look at Wikipedia for a second. Okay, let's see here. Okay, so Quibi, according to Wikipedia, Quibi is an is or will be, or Quibi is slash was or going in that direction of was, an over-the-top American short-form streaming platform that generates content for viewing on mobile devices. It was focused, or it was founded, in August 2018 in Los Angeles as New TV by Jeffrey Katzenberg and is led by Meg Whitman, its CEO. It launched in April of this year. In October of this year, which was basically five days ago, six months after its launch, Katzenberg announced the platform would shut down around December 1st after failing, after falling well short of its subscriber projections. So, yeah. 
it didn't do exactly very well. So, anyway, excuse me. Anyway, uh, basically, it's this is what it was. Quibi, according to Wikipedia, I'm trying to get it. The service targeted a young demographic with content delivered in 10-minute episodes called Quick Bites, with the name Quibi derived from Quick Bites. Uh, that's Q-U-I-C-K and B-I-T-E-S. So, basically, it says here, in 2018, Quibi raised $1 billion in funding for made from major Hollywood film TV studios, companies, telecommunications. Te, uh, uh, okay. It said in 2018, Quibi raised $1 billion in funding from multiple, from major Hollywood film studios, TV companies, telecommunication companies, technology companies, banks, and other investors, including, get this, Walt Disney Company, 21st Century Fox, NBC Universal, Sony Pictures, Time Warner, Viacom, E1, Lion Gates, MTM, uh, Madron Capital, Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, Chase, or JP Morgan Chase, Alibi Group, Liberty Global, and ITV. So, yeah. So, yeah, basically, uh, Quibi's main thing was to Now, let's see. See what it says here. Yeah, it was financial. Basically, that's why they're shutting it down because it would have cost them a lot more money. And, you know, so basically, and it's also like, Okay, this is what Katzenberg said. This is what he said to Deadline Hollywood. This is what Katzenberg says, according to Wikipedia. There was no question, this is Katzenberg, there was no question that keeping us going was not going to have a different outcome. It was going to spend a whole lot more money without any value to show for it. So out of respect for these people that put up this extraordinary amount of capital to do it, that's irresponsible, and we both felt we shouldn't do it. Now, it also says that in the same interview, Katzenberg cited that cited the unfortunate timing of the launch during the pandemic as a contributing factor. Uh, it says here, at, this, at the time of this announcement, Quibi had approximately 500,000 subscribers. That's big. Now, what the big deal about this is, and they even mentioned it here, you know, you know, what is the future of some existing, upcoming, and planned original programming? Well, my thought process is a lot of these programs are going to be sold off to other distributors, other streaming and on-air distributors. 
basically, this is what I think is going to happen. So let me look up the programming. So you have, so far they had these dramas. They had Most Dangerous Game, Survive, When the Streetlights Go On, 50 Days of 50 States of Fright, um, Hashtag Free Rayshon, The Stranger, Don't Look Deeper, The Fugitive, Wireless, and The Expecting. Okay. So, Most Dangerous Game got renewed. Here's what I think is going to happen. Most Dangerous Game will probably end up, since it's an action thriller, will probably end up on CBS as a full series, one-hour series. They're going to have to get used to that, if not already. Okay. So that's what I think their destination is. Survive, I think, is going to end up on HBO. HBO Max is going to probably get that one. When the streetlights go on, I think we'll probably end up on ABC. 50 uh, 50 States of Fright, I think, is going to end up most likely on HBO Max. Hashtag Free Ray Sean, I think, will end up on NBC. I think The Stranger will end up on Hulu. Don't Look Deeper, I think, will go to CBS All Access. The Fugitive, I think Fox will pick that up. Uh, Wireless, I think that will also go to Fox. And The Expecting, I expect to go to Showtime. So that's why I think those might end up. Again, I might be wrong, but I I could be right. Right, but yeah, I expect a lot of those to go to those areas. You notice I didn't mention Netflix yet. Doesn't mean Netflix is out of the um, out of the uh, park yet because they're still there. In fact, I think I see some shows here just by their names where I think they could end up. So flipped, I think because it's pending. Flipped will go to Netflix. Um, Agu. Agua Donkeys, I think that's A-G-U-A, Agua Donkeys, I think will end up on Hulu. Dummy, I think will go to Amazon Prime. Home Movie, The Princess Bride, I think will go to Netflix. Die Heart, I think will go to Netflix. And Mapleworth Murders, I think will go to Amazon. And Royalties, I think we'll go to Hulu. Uh, these documentaries, I don't know about. Those are kind of questionable. But the ones awaiting release that are now going to have to go to someplace else. Slugfest, I think going to Netflix. And 10 Weeks, I think also going to um, Netflix as well. I think Netflix will pick those up. Reality-wise... Um, I don't really know. See, I don't see anything in it. Um, you know about that one. 
Reno 911 season seven. I could see that going right back to Comedy Central. They'll pick that back up. Um, Athletes After Hours, I think that'll go to, um, that might go to Hulu. So I could see that. See, formally announced original programming. Yeah, I could see. Um, I could see aftermath going to Netflix. I could see Charlemagne going to um, HBO Max. Crazy talented. I could see going to Hulu. Uh, Cures Dash R, I could see going to Hulu. Ice Cream Man, I think I could see going to Netflix. Last American Vampire, I think going to HBO. Spielberg's After Dark, I think will go to uh, Amazon Prime. Swimming with Sharks, I think will go to Amazon Prime. Tori, I think that will probably go to HBO Max. Toys, I think will go to uh, Netflix. Transmissions, I think, will go to CW. Wolves and Vig- Vig- uh, Wolves and Villagers, I think, will go to CW. And then we have a couple of uh, un- um, untitled projects that were going to be. I think those will all go, which is an untitled Code 8, Dexter Fletcher, and Ice Cube series, all separate ones, that is. I think we'll end up probably going to Netflix um, as well. So, yeah, a bunch of these, I think, will probably, mainly, I think a bunch of these are going to find different homes uh, as well. So I think that's what's going to happen. Animation-wise, this is what's really interesting to me, because you got adult animation here. So we got Gloop World, which was a a series that came out this year, was supposed to anyway. I think that'll end up on Cartoon Network, if not on Netflix. Filthy Animals, I think, will end up on uh, Hulu, possibly. Um, Father Mucker. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. I hope they don't get demonetized for that. But I think that'll end up on Comedy Central. Micro Mayhem, I think, will end up on uh, Amazon and... Thrill League, I think, will end up on Amazon as well. So yeah, I'd, again, I, I definitely, I definitely see a lot of these probably. Uh, and thank you for the compliment there, Johnny. Nice to see you in the comments. And again, guys, super chats are on if you want to donate there. Up to you. But yeah, those are just some series. I some of the now. Most of those series that were on uh, Quibi, I think, will find homes, and especially, like I said, the ones that I just mentioned. I think they'll end up possibly in the areas that I just mentioned. I just brought up, like the channels and streaming services and stuff like that. So I see them ending up uh, in those areas. Now I could be wrong, 
some that I said could go to one place or another could end up going to a different service, but I do expect them to be picked up uh, one way or or the other. Um, anyway, though, guys, um, what does this have to do with the subject of who will be the next victim of the streaming wars? Well, I think the next victim, in my opinion, especially after they made the announcement that they did um, this past week or made it official because people are wondering, hey, wh- where's the special we usually watch every year with our family and with our kids that we've watched since we were kids? Where is it? Why isn't it here? Um, and honestly, honestly, folks, as I look it up here, you know, like I was saying, you know, after the decision they made, after the official announcement they made this week, you know, I think this is really what's going to hurt them. I mean, I know they've got more content than Quibi did. They're trying to build themselves up as a powerhouse. But if they make decisions like what they did this past week, it's not going to make them look good. And what I'm talking about is Apple TV and mostly Apple TV Plus and how I feel Apple TV Plus. And I say this with all due respect. They, they have some good content, apparently. They're trying to build a library, like I said. But I think Apple TV Plus will be the next victim. I really I really believe that. Now, again, I'm not trying to say they don't have some good programming. Matter of fact, I'm going to look at it right now. They have, from what I can tell. Um, they have, um, for all mankind, the morning show, uh, C. These three series got renewed. These are drama series. Uh, They got Servant. They got Truth Be Told, Amazing Stories, Home Before Dark, Defending Jacob. You know, and those two, Amazing, uh, let's see, uh, Truth Be Told, and uh, Home Before Dark, all got renewed. Let's see. You have Dickinson. You have Ghost Rider. You have Little America, Renewed. Mythical Crest, Raven's Banquet, renewed. Trying, renewed. Little Voice, renewed. Ted Lasso, renewed. So they got some decent programming here. Central Park, renewed. And that's an adult animation series. Snoopy in Space, renewed. Doug Unplugs, it's pending. Stillwater, impending. The Snoopy Show, pending. But they're all scheduled for release in the next several months. You know, you got unscripted docuseries on here. You got variety show, like Oprah's book sh- book club. You know, helpsters. Oprah talks the virus. Frago Rock, Rock on. Help helpsters help you. The Oprah conversation. They got feature film. Like Hala, or Hala, Hala, The Banker, Greyhound, On the Rocks, and then upcoming Wolf Walkers, which looks good. They have specials like Here We Are, Notes, 
for living on planet Earth. And then upcoming, they've ordered these. According to upcoming original programming, Losing Alice. They have an untitled Oprah Winfrey Prince Harry mental health docuseries. Foundation, The After Party, Calls, Earth Sound, Echo 3, El Gato, Nick, El Gato. I'm just going to go that way. The Excess Serpent, Five Days at Memorial, Fraggle Rock, Harriet the Spy, and that's an animation. Haiti Lamert, a Lammer, High Desert, Invasion, Leslie's uh, Story, Masters of the Air, The Mosquito Coast, My Glory Was I Held Such Friends, My Kind of Country, Pacino, Physical, Prehistoric Planet, Surveillance, Surveillance, I think. Shataram, Shining Girls, The Shrink Next Door, Slow Horses, The Supermodels, Suspicions, Swagger, I think, Untitled uh, Docuseries, Untitled Brie Lawson CIA Series, Untitled Celsey Strong Comedy Series, Untitled uh, Damien Azale Drama Series. So you got, they got a lot of stuff upcoming. You know, in development, they have exploitations. They have Losing Earth. They have Mr. Corman, My Ex-Life, Time Bandits, Untitled Colin McGinnis series, Untitled Ramey Yusuf Stephen Way series, Untitled series based on the story of WeWork, Untitled The Custom of the Country Adaption, And then they got upcoming movies like Cherry, Bride, A Christmas Carol, Anticipation, Killers of the Flower Moon, Palmer, The Sky is Everywhere, Sharper, Snowblind, Swan Song. And then you have uh, Billy English, The World's Little Blur, The Little Blurry, or Billy Eilish. And I think it's Billie Eilish. The world's a little blurry. The Velvet Underground. Untitled Peanuts 70th Anniversary Documentary. And you can't tell me people wouldn't like to see that. Specials. Mariah Carey's Magical Christmas Special. Untitled Peanuts Mother's Day Special. Untitled Peanuts Earth Day Special. Untitled Peanuts New Year's Eve Special. Untitled Back to School Special. So they got a lot of things in the works. They got a lot of things currently going for them and a lot of things in the works. Unfortunately, unfortunately, if they keep making decisions like they're doing by taking certain things and not allowing at least some kind of deal to be be made where, you know, not only can you see the specials on their service, but you can still watch them the way you used to watch them the same with shows and movies or whatever, then you're not doing yourself any favors in the subscription department. Yeah, they may have a lot of subscribers right now, and they may have a lot of content 
currently available and on the rise. But if they make the decisions they keep doing of, oh, you want that piece of Americana of Charlie Brown Christmas that you used to watch on CBS and then later ABC? Too bad. You're going to have to subscribe to Apple Plus to see it. But don't worry. If you don't want to subscribe yet, we're giving you a free trial. And then maybe you'll subscribe. I know it's the way things going right now. I even talked about this. You know, John Camp, John Camp, John Campy even talked about this. We may not like it, but it's just the way things are right now. And this is what happens when you make a deal. When you make a deal with a, a streaming service, licensing and everything, this is the deal and the risk that you take. So if they don't want to be the next victim, they got to fix things. They got to fix some of these uh, decisions that they make. They got to go out and make some deals with networks and say, look, you know, we'll let you have this special once again on your network, but in exchange, you got to have these people promote our service or you got to promote our service during the special or whatever. Hello, details. Nice to see you in the chat. And again, Super Chats are on, guys, if you want to help contribute. It's up to you. Uh, as far as the spinoffs go, I think, uh, Johnny, I think the spinoffs will happen in the near future. But I think we're probably going to have to wait eight until at least until at least after the third season of DuckTales is over to get any true confirmation. I think we are going to get Darkwing, and I think we will get Rescue Rangers. But we'll have to probably wait until um, after the season is over. Uh, Anyway, like I said, um, you know, if they go out and make deals to where, hey, we'll allow this to be seen back, go back, we'll allow this to be aired back on your network, on your cable channel, as long as in exchange you promote our service doing this broadcasting, then if they do something like that, they'll be fine. But if they keep exclusive exclusivity, Easy for me to say. Easy for me to say. Um, as long as it, but as long as they keep exclusivity to a lot of these things that they've get, they've uh, made deals to have the licensing to, they're not going to survive. I mean, they have, like I said, they have a decent lineup of movies, shows, specials, and everything currently right now on the service and upcoming. But if they keep making decisions like what they did with the peanuts. Charlie Brown and gang, and then other stuff that people may be fans of, they're not doing themselves any favors. They're not doing themselves any favors um, in the long run. They're not. So in my opinion, unless eternally they start shaping up and realizing, oh, we need to get more subscribers, but how do we, you know, how do we persuade people to come try us out? Oh, I know. Let's take the complaints they had about these things that we took away from them, put them back where they were, make some kind of deal to where we'll, to where these networks will still show them. These networks will show them again, but in exchange, they'll advertise our service. You know, unless eternal, internally they make that kind of move, you know, they may be on a high high rise now, but in the next couple of years, I could see a. Nosedive, and that's not going to be pretty. They might be able to survive, but what's going to happen is they're going to start selling off a lot of programming that 
is it either the original programming through them or is licensed programming that they got from elsewhere just to su- financially survive? They're going to have to basically, you know, make some sacrifices to stay afloat. Now, yeah, I understand Apple has a lot of money. The Apple Corporation has a lot of money. But the thing is, you keep making decisions like they keep making decisions like they're doing, not just with penis, but like I said, with other programming and stuff that people are used to seeing elsewhere. Then again, you're not doing your service. You're doing a disservice to your service, period. And you're doing a disservice to any potential future subscribers you want to bring in. So to me, I think honestly, long story short, you know, unless they change up some things internally and, and make some deals to where people can watch specials like Charlie Brown Christmas, Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, and all that back on regular television at the same time that you could also watch it on Apple Plus uh, streaming uh, networks. If they can make some kind of deal, like I mentioned, to where they can allow that to happen in exchange that their service gets promoted, you know, at the same time, then, and not just with Penis, but with any other programming, then I just don't see them doing so well in the next couple of years. I mean, Apple, you know, you know, like from a, from a computer and a phone perspective and all that, you know, I could see them still surviving and selling very well with these, but I don't see them selling very, but I don't see the streaming service that they brought in doing so well in the long run unless they make some decisions internally that's going to benefit them positively. So honest, So anyway, so honestly, what I'm trying to say, guys, is I believe that unless they shape up eternal, ex- internally within the company, especially with the streaming division, and make a deal to where not just the peanuts, but other shows and specials people are used to seeing outside of Apple Plus TV can go back to the regular television in exchange for some kind of promotion of the service, then I can definitely see Apple Plus TV going down the same path as as Quibi. I can. It won't be as quickly as Quibi, but I can see them going down within the next several years, you know, if they don't make some kind of decisions that'll help them out positively. So, yeah, right now they're on a high note, but I just, but until, but unless they keep making decisions like they're doing now, I don't see them surviving the next several years. I mean, streaming service wise, that division's going to go down and they're going to have to keep relying back. Oh, they're just going to have to go back to what's brought them to the dance. And that's just relying on their products. So that's that's just my opinion. I could be wrong, but that's just my opinion. All right, so number four. Number four, the original cast of characters from My Little Pony Friendship is Magic to appear in MLPG 5 movie? Well, okay, so apparently according to Dr. Wolf, he reported this today. He uploaded a video today where he talked about uh, news going around that the original cast of characters were going to show up in G5. That's an interesting scenario. Seeing as though that Tara Strong basically said that, in my opinion, uh, Twilight Sparkle, her mainly as Twilight Sparkle, was not coming back. 
didn't mean that the character wasn't coming back, just the voice actress, in my opinion, wasn't going to reprise Twilight Sparkle. So um, this is interesting news because if reports are that they want to focus the movie and Generation 5 on a new cast of characters, um, how is the original cast going to play into, into this? Now, Dr. Wolf brought up some several, brought up several scenarios as to how he sees it playing in. And he basically feels that maybe having the original cast of characters appearing, you know, every now and then in the series and maybe making an appearance, maybe doing a crossover deal with the G5 characters to kind of like be like a passing of the torch deal uh, in the movie could work. Um don't know if they're going to get a majority, except for Tara Strong, a majority of the original voice cast back to voice them. But it will be an interesting um, scenario to see exactly how they pull this off. Now, here's the thing that he also brought up. He also brought up the fact that it didn't mean it doesn't mean that uh, basically, you know, it doesn't mean it basically that. Um, it's, the, it's going to be the main seven or the main eight. It could be any other characters, you know, from MLP. Not just Friendship is Magic. He even brought up the idea that we could see characters from G1. You know, does that mean G5 is going to set us up for alternate reality deal, multi-universe deals, like a lot of people are doing nowadays? That, that would be something. That would be an interesting take for my interesting take in direction for my Little Pony to go down that, oh, G5 is going to now deal with multiple universes and Friendship is Magic is going to be looked at. It's just one of those multiple universes. You know, who's to say? Who's to say? It'll be it'd be quite interesting to, to see if that's the direction they go in. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't really know. Oh, I don't know what to make of this. I mean... It's great to hear that we could get an original, we could get the original cast back, but what cast are we going to get? Are we going to get um, the original main seven, main eight cast uh, from Friendship is Magic? Will we get the original cast or some original cast characters from G1? You know, what are we going to get? It's going to be really interesting. So it's something to really ponder and speculate on. But I think the most likely scenario will be we're going to get the original cast of the main six, the main seven, main eight, if you will. And it'll be done movie-wise. If they appear in the movie, I think it'll be done like a passing of the torch deal. Like they'll join them on the adventure. And when the adventure is done, that leads us into the series. They'll be passing. That's when at the end of the movie, I think that's when they're going to pat will be the uh, passing of the torch in my opinion. But, yeah, it's really something to think about and ponder and uh, keep an eye out for. But, yeah, um, sound, it definitely makes me want to go see the movie when it comes out. So, <laughs> anyway, moving on to our next topic, number five. And going to have to drink some water here for a second, guys. Get my glasses on. And I'll be right back. Got to take a little bit of an eye break. Be right back.
Okay, guys, I'm back. Now on to number five, our fifth topic, 2021, the return of Saturday morning cartoons? Yeah, you heard me right. Apparently, 2021 is going to be the return of Saturday morning cartoons. Now, uh, in case you guys don't know, uh, Saturday morning cartoons, I'm trying to find the year that they ended. Let me... Saturday morning cartoon. That might be it. See, decline. And see. Let me check this again. But yeah, it's been about, according to this, it's hard to believe if it's true. It ended in 2014. Yeah. 2014 is when uh, Saturday morning cartoons officially ended. Um, you know, it's 2014. See, let's see what Gizmo, Gizmodo says. So, yeah, this was uh, October 4th. So, basically, the final uh, day in September of 2014, um, basically, that was the final day of Saturday morning cartoons officially. And that was because... uh, and uh, the final holdout was the CW, the vortex block that they had. And basically, after that was done, that was done. And I'll kind of show you what I mean. I'm going to make sure I get this date right. Let's see. September, yeah, it was September 27th, September 27th, 2014 is when the last, was the last day, last Saturday ever, uh, that Saturday morning cartoons came out. Now, uh, a lot of companies or a lot of syndicated places tried to keep Saturday mornings going. Um, They tried somehow, you know, with different blocks from, you know, DIC Entertainment uh, and, and stuff like that. So they tried. They tr- they tried to keep it going, but it just uh, was not enough, uh, as far as I know. Yeah, Saturday morning cartoons did 
did not uh, do well, honestly. And it was uh, it was hard. It was it, it was hard for a lot of us to to even imagine that 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 was it. You know, 2014 was it. You know, I mean, again, there are some you know places that tried to keep it going. You know, Retro TV, or the Retro Television Network tried to um, uh, keep it going. It says here that as of two, uh, 2019. Retro carries the Houndcats and the Barclays to De Palais for League Entertainment cartoons from the 70s on its Saturday morning lineup, in addition to its E slash I liabilities. So, uh, basically, you know, they got, uh, they have something going on. Uh, they have something going on. So this says shows currently airing on there are do see uh Midgage, no there's no Dogtails, no. Nope. Houndcats is on there. Hot Wheels. Uh, uh, Silver Shadow. Oh, Perils of Penelope Pit Stops on there? Okay. That's Hannibal Barra's got something on there. See, um, so they do have some Saturday mornings, they do have some cartoons, um, and everything, so they do have that uh, going for them. I just don't know if they uh showcase here uh, where I'm at. So, yeah, Retro Television Network is like one of the places that are still trying to keep Saturday morning cartoons going. Um, if you will. So let's see if there's anything here. No, the closest we got is um, Los Angeles, Lasile Valley, Redding, and Santa Barbara. Oh, my, my dad's got it in Topeka, Kansas. <laughs> Who knew? But yeah, you know, there are some some places are still trying to hold out, if you will. Like I said, you know they have, um, you know they have the uh, the the hound cats, which I've never heard of. To be honest with you, ne- created by Joe Ruby and Ken Spears. So, well, a, there's, a, there's your answer. So, yeah, it's, I've never heard of this. I have to look it up. But, um, but yeah, you know, they, you know, the, the places are still trying to do it, but it's just, um, it's just not the same, you know what I'm saying, to, to what we're used to. Because a lot of these programming, a lot of these programs are stuff that never really, I think, got a, um, 
you know, they never really got a, um, how do I put it? A lot of these programs that they're showing never, you know, they got some exposure, but they never got too much exposure. That was the thing. You know, so, you know, you got retro television TV trying to keep that going. You got tele exitos is still trying to do something, I think, but it's, you know, you know, with things like He-Man and She-Ra. Um, let's see. You know, you had kids, you had this TV that had kids click for a while. And so, again, you know, you had a lot of places, even as early as late, even as early as last year, if not previously, they were trying to keep Saturday morning cartoons going. And unfortunately, they didn't succeed. The only one that so far has succeeded, uh, from what I could tell, is um, is Retro TV. But again, they got shows like the Barclays and the Houndcats that we've never, I've never really heard of. And I grew up. So, you know, I, I've never, I've never heard of them, honestly. So, it says here that Filmcrest Media Group released the Barclays and the Houndcats, a two-DVD classic animation set on DVD in Region 1. The collection features all 13 episodes of the series on DVD for the very first time. So, I have to, like, again, I have to really look into that. But, like I said, you know, you know, you do have something like Retro TV that's trying to you know, bring it, you know, trying to keep some kind of vibes going on. Well, again, the reason I bring up the topic of 2021 being the return of Saturday morning cartoons is because it looks like retro TV is not going to be alone anymore in the Saturday morning business. No. See, retro TV may have um, a decent lineup of shows. Again, I don't know exactly... Uh, what the Saturday morning lineup consists of. You know, I, I, again, I don't know what the Saturday morning lineup consists of, honestly. You know, again, I, I don't know what it consists of. That That's the thing. So, trying to see here. Yeah, but you know, and and again, some of these series actually are like from Canada and Australia, so they're new to us. But <laughs> um, they're new to us, except not totally new because we can probably find them on the internet. Um. But yeah, you know, a lot of these shows, like I said, are just, you know, we may, we've heard of them, but, you know, we may have heard of them, but barely, you know. And again, I, I don't know exactly what the Saturday morning lineup consists of. Maybe somebody in the comments can tell me.
And hello, Jordan, again. Welcome um, into the uh, chat. Um, but yeah, you know, again, these are just uh, these are just shows that, you know, I've again I, I've not really heard of, but I will give them credit. Um, you know what the Saturday morning consists of, like. I'm sure Superman, the Max Flesher cartoons are on set on the Saturday morning, along with uh, along with the Barclays and the Hound Cats, you know. But again, unless, but again, I don't get this. I don't get the station out here. So unless somebody in the comments can tell me what that lineup is like, um, I'd be appreciative. Um, Fall Star Playhouse, I'm pretty sure it's on Saturday mornings there, but again. Not really know much about it, but the reason I can I bring this all up is because it seems they won't be alone in the Saturday morning factor because it has been reported recently that Saturday morning cartoons are making another come well well yeah they're making a comeback in 2021 um sort of basically what I was trying to say is me TV is throwing their hat into the equation. And joining the likes of Retro TV, our, uh, you know, Retro TV Network, RTN, by, you know, bringing back some Saturday morning stuff from the past. Now, I do have the article right here. I actually had to copy and paste the wording because it didn't want to print right. But this is what it says. And uh, let me get some water here first before I do that. So what it says here, and I quote, MeTV announces hosted morning classic shows, quote, tune in with me, unquote, for 2021. That's right. That's that's what they call it. The the, uh, morning's classic show will be called Tune In With Me. Now, it states, and I quote, the article states, and I quote, the Me TV Network, America's number one classic television network, that depends on who you ask, announces the launch of the new original morning show, Tune In With Me. The weekday one-hour hosted series, well, it'll be a weekday series, not Saturday mornings, but the weekday one-hour set, the weekday one-hour hosted series will feature original comedy sketches, special guests, interviews, games, and more. Produced to lead in to many of the greatest classic cartoons shorts ever made. Let me reread that. And I quote, The Me TV Network, America's number one classic television network, depending on who you ask, announces the launch of the new original morning show, Tune In With Me. The weekday at one hour hosted series will feature original comedy sketches, special guests, interviews, games, and more. Produced to lead into many of the greatest car- classic cartoons shorts ever. Also announced is the launch of Saturday Morning Cartoons, a three-hour cartoon block of animated favorites. That's in, that's good right there. Now, continuing on. Designed to appeal to viewers of all ages, Tune In With Me is scheduled to debut on MeTV in January 2021. 
with the show host and character cast performing in segments produced around timeless and beloved cartoons, starring Warner Brothers superstars Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, Tweety, Roadrunner, and the many other favorites from the Merry Melodies and Looney Tunes shorts. In addition, the theatrical cartoon library of MGM shorts that includes Tom and Jerry, Droopy Dog, and Takes Avery catalog will be part of the show. Also included are the original Popeye cartoons from Max Flesher. In all, the library includes more than a thousand cartoons that will be seen on MeTV. I wonder if part of the Popeye cartoons will be Polly Woo Woo's. <laughs> I think it will be. <laughs> um, it says, quote, this is what Neil Sabin has said. This is the vice chairman of LG Broadcasting said. And I quote, this is what he this is what Neil Sabin said. Tune in with me will invoke the hosted children's shows of decades past, blending nostalgia, fun, charm, comedy, and cartoons reimagined with new original live action characters. It all adds up to a new program for viewers of all ages ready to share the fun and positive energy together weekday mornings. <laughs> That's what it says. It says it adds it adds all up on all adds up to a new program for viewers of all ages ready to share the fun and positivity, positive energy together weekday mornings. Now, this is what's interesting. Who's going to be a part of it? Chicago-born actor, writer, comic, and personality Bill Leaf has been named the host of Tune In With Me. Leaf is a pop culture and classic TV fanatic, a fanatic who studied Improvisation at Chicago's Second City Theater. Performed stand-up comedy nationwide in clubs and on national television. Hosted several successful radio shows, appeared in films including Major League and Major League Two, and has interviewed some of the biggest names in Hollywood film television. Now, it also states, also joining the Tune In With Me cast are performers Kevin Fleming and Leah Goldstein. Kevin Fleming and Leah Goldstein. Fleming is a writer, actor, and improviser whose comedy writing credits include the Warner Brothers animation series, the new Looney Tunes, airing on Boomerang. Okay, Aaron. Oh, okay. Other. This is what I was looking for. Other animated writing credits include the Tom and Jerry Show, Be Cool Scooby Doo. Lego City Adventures, and Woody Woodpecker. Leah is an actor, writer, and comedian who has performed as part of the Second City Touring Company. She recently co-wrote and starred in the romantic parody film Love Dump and has hosted the streaming game show Role Models. Okay. So looks like they got um, some talented uh, people behind this, some, actually some talented personalities. Now, concluding... This is why they talk about the Saturday morning cartoons block. Saturday morning cartoons is a three-hour all-cartoons, all-the-time block reminiscent of the Saturday morning broadcast of the past. Each hour will present a collection of cartoons featuring Popeye and Friends, Tom and Jerry, Looney Tunes, and Merry Melodies. Saturday morning cartoons is also scheduled to debut in early 2021. 
So that's actually pretty interesting that MeTV is getting in is getting into this uh, revival, at least the attempted revival of Saturday morning cartoons, which is pretty cool. Um, and again, they actually got uh, sounds like talented people hosting the weekday morning variety show. Uh, tune in with me, uh, which is going to consist of classic cartoons so the Looney Tunes, Merry Melodies, MGM, Hanna Barbera, if you will, Tex Avery, and Popeye. Now they mainly say Max Flesher Popeye, but I don't, I don't think it'll just be Max Flesher. I think they're going to get uh, the King's King Feature Syndicate ones as well. So expect Polyvoo's uh, in the the olive melting into a puddle of butter deal. Expect that into that. Expect that in there. So, yeah. So yeah, it's actually it's actually pretty interesting that. It's not, well, not just interesting, it's pretty exciting that they're going to do this. And as far as the Saturday morning lineup goes, the fact that they're going to go Popeye and Friends, Tom and Jerry's show, Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies, you know, hyping it up being, hyping it up as being Saturday mornings of reminiscent of the past, it sounds like the past that they're talking about is the early 80s, uh, mostly 70s, early 80s. That's what it sounds like, mostly 70s, early 80s. So that's really cool. That's really cool. And I know some people may not think this is going to last or anything. Well, you know what? Things have changed in seven years, haven't they? In six years right now, but in seven years next, you know, in January, or six and a half starting in January, but things have changed. You know, the FCC is not focusing on the YT anymore. Um, I guess there's less restraints or something. I don't know what's going on. But if you have Retro TV, now, uh, Retro Television Network, NTV, or RNTV, RNTN, and now MeTV coming out and saying, hey, we want to get back into Saturday. We want to revive and bring back Saturday mornings. Then I'm all for it. I'm all for it because... When you think about it, what they're promoting, MeTV, that is, these are Saturday mornings that, honestly, anybody grew up with in the 70s and the 80s. They're used to this kind of stuff. I think, in conclusion, what they should do to really add to the nostalgia of this, the classicness of this, is do what TV Land did at one time. See, TV Land, I don't know if they're still around. I think they are. But TV Land used to always air the very old classic commercials of the decade of the programming they were showing. So they were showing shows from the 50s, early 60s. They would show commercials from that time period. Same, same with the 70s and the 80s. You know, they would do that. Hold on for a sec. But like I said, I was just checking my dog there. She's fine. She's just uh, snoring. Uh, but anyway, you know, these these are the kind of shows I used to. But, oh, yeah. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, basically, when TV Land used to do that, when they used to air the classic stuff, they would air the commercials and stuff and advertisements from 
that decade. Uh, they would do it. You know, if it was 50s and 60s, they would air commercials and advertisements from that time period. Same with the 70s and even up to the 80s. So the thing is, is this going to be something that might be, um, you know, could this be something that they could look into uh, or they could uh, do themselves? I think they could. I think to add into that nostalgia, you need to kind of put in some classic maybe toy commercials to kind of let kids nowadays see exactly what was the hot item at that time period. So to me, I think it's a great idea. I think, so to me, I think it's a great idea that we're, that we're getting this and I cannot, I can't wait. I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. They don't give us a specific date um, in early 2021 as exactly when Saturday morning cartoons is going to come out. I would assume it's going to be the same month as Tune In With Me. But when they do make that date, I'll be honest with you, I'll, I'll probably set my alarm and I'll get up just to actually kind of have, even if it's for one Saturday, have that classic nostalgia feel of, ah, Saturday morning cartoons once again, you know. Um, but it'll be fun. It'll be actually be a fun uh, day to look forward to. Um, so, yeah, uh, 2021 looks like we're seeing the return of Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, even though some will say Retro Television Network is already doing it, there's a lot of people that don't get Retro Television Network and the, with their affiliate over the air affiliate. So, this is a blessing. This is a blessing in disguise. And I cannot wait uh, for the day, for, for the official release date. To like I say, set my alarm, get up, get a bowl of cereal, sit down, and just be like, it may be for one day, one for one morning, but I'm watching Saturday morning cartoons again. <laughs> you know. And and I know people are gonna say, well, you can watch Saturday morning cartoons anytime. And that's true. I mean, <laughs> you want to talk about cartoons? This is um, this is one episode of the classic DuckTales. Well, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, they want to get an advancement in their allowance, but Scrooge has a specific date always picked out for when they get it, which is Saturday. So they basically got to trick him into thinking it's Saturday, so they switch the dates and everything. Long story short, their their decision-making almost causes a catastrophe, if you know what I mean. So basically, they switch... So basically what they do to get that advancement is they take a VHS tape of recorded Saturday morning cartoons and they put it uh, into the uh, VCR and, you know, they end up watching it just to throw him off. But, (laughs) yeah, I know people could say, well, you could do the same thing with streaming and all that. Now, that's true, but there's nothing like watching authentic Saturday morning programming as it airs on Saturday mornings, you know what I'm saying? And this here is a, to me, like I say, a blessing in disguise. So anyway, yeah, 2021, it looks like the, hold on for a second. Sorry, guys, just checking something again. But like I said, it looks like uh, 2021 is the return of Saturday morning cartoons um, with Me TV, which is much more 
um, uh, received and much more uh, showcased in homes. And can't wait. Can't wait. Let me know what you guys think of it down below. And um, now on to our next topic. I think it's our final topic. It is. And that topic is, are people getting used to VOD releases of movies and thus perhaps dooming the movie theater business? Okay, so I wanted to bring this up, and I already know, and Jordan's already given me uh, an answer to that. Uh, Jordan has actually come out and said that, he says, honestly, movie theater is going out of business. He doesn't see that happening. And that the only reason they're not opening is because of the pandemic. You know, and nobody's gonna and nobody's not gonna go to a theater just to get sick. That's insane. Which I which I agree with him. You know, a lot of people don't want to take that chance, but you are getting theaters to reopen at certain capacities. You know what I'm saying? I mean, recently here in Stanislaus County, um, which is consisting of Newman, Patterson, ben Modesto, Place Turlock, um, basically movie theaters have reopened, but they only reopened, I think, at 25% capacity, which is like 100 people or so. So at least people are able to go out and enjoy a movie if the movie theater is open. I mean, my sister recently went to Riverbank because their theater is open. I think they're part of Stanislaus County as well to go see a movie. Now, with that said, with that said, though, you know, are people get with people are people getting you with people getting used to the VOD releases of movies uh, at home? Is that dooming the movie theater business? No, no, it's not. I mean, I know a lot of people coming out here. Clownfish TV, John Campa, you know, several others are coming out and saying, "Oh, the, the theater business, the cinema business, is." Uh, it's it's gonna it's not gonna be, you know it's not gonna survive much longer. This company's not gonna survive. That company's not gonna survive. This and that. This and that. That 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 that. And look, and I don't mean to make fun of them like that. I do apologize. No offense, but and you know and everybody has a right to their opinion. But here's the thing. Theaters have been in this predicament before. They've been in financial problems before, but they've always bounced back. Regal right now, a lot of people are saying, is taking the smart strategy by not, you know, being open and waiting until at least there's some kind of clearance. All right? They'll wait until some kind of clearance or some kind of, like, vaccine or whatever uh, is made. Now, I'm totally fine with that. But here's why people, like I said, are getting used to VOD releases on, of movies at home. Now, like I said, it's not dooming the movie theater business because there's a lot of studios, including NATO, that's the National Association of Theater Owners, that pretty much don't want to see the movie theater business go, make a big old nosedive. So there's a lot of movies that are still being uh, held back until there's total clearance. At least, a I would say, a 25% to 50% clearance. 
clearance of, okay, go and do it. Reopen, go ahead. You know, the, the, the waiting until they get that kind of positive indication of things are cool. And um, it might be a while, but there are a lot of movies that are still being held for theatrical release. Now, are a lot of consumers, moviegoers upset by that? Absolutely. Because they were waiting. They made plans, believe it or not, to want to go on opening day to see that movie, opening weekend to go see that movie. And now they got to wait another couple of months, if not another year, a whole year, until that movie is released. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Why do I bring this up? Of are people getting used to VOD releases of, of movies at home? Why am I bringing that up? I'll tell you why. I think I mentioned this in my uh, Wonder Woman uh, video I did, my overview of the Wonder Woman collection I have for movies and stuff. And in that in that video, you know, it was just my dog. She's just sniffing around, sniffing around my room. Uh, I think I mentioned that Patty Jenkins, and again, John Campa had to lay this to rest, or reported this to well, not laid away, but reported this to well. Patty Jenkins had to come out and debunked a rumor of the fact that Wonder Woman 84 could be VOD bound. She had to debunk that. She had to come out on the internet, on social media, um, and debunk it. She had to. She had to debunk uh, that rumor by saying, we are totally committed for theatrical release. But here's the thing. Why was that rumor started? It was started mainly because people were planning to go see that movie when it was scheduled to come out this past summer, if not towards the end of this year, which it may still do. But because they've been waiting for too long for this movie to come out, they decided to, someone decided to make the, uh, create the rumor and the speculation of, hey, it could be VOD bound. And the reason they brought it up is because, you know, Logically, they believe Warner Brothers doesn't know when they're going to be able to release the movie in theaters. They might plan for December as possibly the earliest, if not spring of 2021. But as far as they're concerned, whoever started this rumor, what sense does it make of holding it back much longer? Just put it out there. Put it out there. You could still make money. You could go the route Universal did by going premium VOD. To go the route that Disney did by going uh, premium fee for for their movie on a streaming service. You could do the same with HBO Max with this movie. And again, you know, it's all because of the fact that they believe, in their opinion, whoever started the rumor, that you know Warner Brothers should know by now that they don't know when the movie they're going to get a chance to release the movie. So why not just do the sensible thing and put it on VOD? It's because just like Disney hasn't made the announcement to do the same thing with Black Widow and several other projects, and other studios have said the same thing about some of their big movies, it's because these are movies that have to be seen on the big screen to be enjoyed. They have to be seen on an IMAX screen. They have to be seen on a 3D screen. They have to be seen on a screen 
that really just makes it jump out at you, makes you just go, whoa, I didn't see that coming. Or, whoa, did you feel that? It needs to be seen in an area where you get that true 7.1, 8.1 surround sound, THX surround sound. You know, it needs that kind of experience. And a lot of studios believe Eve, that the only way you can enjoy a movie like Wonder Woman 84, Black Widow, Jurassic World, the next Jurassic World movie, whatever, is through that kind of environment. Yes, there are movies that have gone to streaming or ending, are going to streaming, like Soul, Pixar and Disney's Soul, going to streaming. You know, everybody thought that could still end up theatrically that's yeah, just my dog right there. I think I have to let her go out, go to the bathroom a little bit, guys. Uh, but anyway, you know, everybody thought Soul would end up, you know, going to theaters. Like Disney kept holding it off and holding it off. And then the decision was made like, you know, someone at Disney was like, you know what? We don't know when we're going to be able to release this in theaters. Let's just put it on Dis- Disney Plus uh, streaming-wise. Let's just do that. And that's what happened. That's what happened. Excuse me, guys. I got to go let my dog out.
Okay, guys, I'm back. Sorry about that. I had to let my dog out. But um, anyway, what was I? Oh, yeah. Like I said, you know, um, they, 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 you know, the thing is, uh, you know, they have all these movies and everything. Um, like I was saying, all these blockbusters. And, you know, basically, you got these studios that are like the only way you can experience them is with that surround sound, 8.1, 7.1, whatever as well as on this big master screen, IMAX, 10K, whatever you want to call it. Now, again, you know, as I was mentioning before I let her out, you know, you have Disney. People notice that Disney is releasing Soul on Disney Plus this Christmas, on Christmas Day. And people are like, you know, why, why are they releasing it on Disney Plus, right? And the point and the thing is, when people see that, and, and you know, and here's the thing, Disney was promoting, Disney was promoting, um, you know, they were promoting Soul along with Pixar as being a big deal. But because of what's been going on, they someone probably realized that Disney, hey, we can't keep holding this off for as long as we have for much longer because we never know when we might get a chance to put it in the theaters. So... Obviously, the decision was made. Just put it onto, onto Disney Plus, and, and go from there. And I think that's why. So, and I think that's where the plan was for Disney to focus more on streaming because if something like this ever comes up again, at least they know they have like a an outlet, a back outlet for releasing their films. And you know, when people hear about okay, you know, Trolls World Tour, uh, they hear. You know, Soul. They hear Scoob. You know, they hear, you know, Mulan. You know, and now possibly uh, the uh, the next 007 movie, the last David, uh, Daniel, the last Daniel Craig uh, 007 movie, heading to streaming, you know, in VOD, video on demand or premium VOD. You know, People will start bringing, start speculating, if not starting rumor. Well, basically, yeah, people will start speculating on, okay, what could be next? What could be the next film, big, medium, or small, that could end up going to VOD or streaming? And then that's, of course, why people start rumors of, hey, maybe Wonder Woman's next. Maybe if I start this rumor and say, oh, Wonder Woman, they're talking about Wonder Woman probably going to VOD. Or, oh, they're talking about Black Widow probably going to VOD. Or, oh, they're talking about Jurassic, the next Jurassic World movie going to VOD. You don't think they, you don't think those people don't know what they're doing? They do, because they become so complacent. And what I mean by complacent, they become so used to seeing the movies on the big, you know, 50, 55 inch to 80 inch televisions. You know, the, the big 55 inch to 80 inch 4K, even 8K you know, television. So they become so accustomed to that, that to them, hey, why go to the movie when we can just sit at home, have a drink in our hand, a popcorn, and watch Woman, Wonder Woman 84 on our big old 75-inch 8K television. You know, to them, it's like, why bother? Right? Why? Why bother? 
So that that's the only reason rumors like that that Patty Jenkins had to debunk, you know, came about because I think people not only are they getting impatient, but they're becoming so complacent of, you know, I'm just going to sit. I'd rather just stay at home and watch the movie. Why go to the theaters? And you know what's funny? Years ago, years ago, there was a report that started of somebody thinking up an idea of selling a box. I don't know if it was a box or something like that. I think it was some kind of premium box. That would allow you, from the comfort of your own home, to watch all the movies that came out in theaters, even the big blockbuster movies. Yeah. For a premium price, I don't know if it was like, I don't know how much the box was, but like for a monthly price of like, what, $175, $100, I don't know. But for a monthly price, after you, you know, a monthly like streaming price or whatever, you could watch. All the big, all the theater, all the movies released in theaters, including the big blockbuster ones. Yeah. Including movies like this. That's what they were talking about at one point. Now, I don't think that's ever come to pass. Now, honestly, I don't think that came to pass or anything. But I will say this. Had it come to pass, had I, well, I will say this, what I'm trying to get at. Well, I will say this. If you think people are complacent now because of the decision to VOD or premium VOD or direct to streaming all these movies that were supposed to be out theatrically, you think they're complacent now because they get to enjoy these movies in the comfort of their own home at any time. I'm without, you know, getting up and probably making contact with people because of what's going on, due to what's going on right now. How do you think they would have been had that idea, that proposal that I just mentioned come to be? It would have been worse. You want to talk about doing the movie, the movie theater business, the cinema business. That decision would have done it. That decision right there would have done it. So overall, <clears throat> Oops. So overall, do I think the movie business is um the, do I think the th- movie theater business is is doomed? Do I think people getting used to watching VOD releases of movies at home, you know, are going to be the cause of it? No. No, I don't because like I said, We've seen movie cinemas, theaters, and the National Association of Theater Owners knows this. We've seen theaters and all that end up in this kind of a situation before. We've seen them end up in this situation before, and they've bounced back. And I think that's why Regal, according to many, has made the right decision to hold off on fully reopening until they get the okay overall to do so. So that when they do, they could re- hopefully they'll get a, a slew of big blockbusters, you know, released into the theater that through those ticket sales of those blockbuster films, they can make up what they lose or make up what they would have lost financially. So, yeah, you know, despite what 
with all due respect, and I say this, despite what Clownfish TV, John Campa, or anybody else says, I don't think the movie theater business is going anywhere. I don't think AMC is going to be in trouble that much. I don't think Regal's going to be in that trouble that much. Cinemark, anybody. I think they'll be fine. I think just right now, you know, people have become so complacent of, you know, so complacent and used to watching these movies that were originally meant for theaters at in the comfort of the in the comfort of their own homes now that you know they pretty much are figuring, you know, what's the point of waiting any longer for a Wonder Woman 84 or a Black Widow or whatever, you know, to come out the theaters. So honestly, um I don't I don't think like I said people getting used to VOD releases uh, of movies at home, I don't think it's going to doom the, I don't think it's going to doom the movie theater business. I think the movie theater business is going to be fine. And that's really about it. That's all I could say on it. Um, but yeah, I don't think cinemas are going to lose any money. I don't think Regal, I don't think any Regal or AMC or any of them are going to lose any money uh, in the long run. I think they're going to be fine. I think mainly what it is is just people are getting sick and tired of waiting. They want movies now. They want new stuff now. And, you know, they want the big blockbusters now. But they got to put themselves in the shoes of the studios that are planning to release them and realize, hey, they want to make money off these movies. They don't want to have to just give them away for free. And if they have to put them on streaming, you know, why don't, you know, you know, they don't want to have to worry about, okay, well, that's $39 a rental or whatever. They don't want to have to worry about that. They want to make money in a in a much bigger, more lucrative way than just premium VOD on demand or some kind of premium fee to watch the movie whenever you want as part of your service. So no, I don't think it's going to doom the movie business. I think the movie business is going to be fine. So anyway, though, guys, um, that's that's going to do it. That's pretty much going to do for today's topics on my mind for Monday, the last Monday in October, uh, October 26, 2020, five days away from Halloween. And uh, that's so, yeah, thank you all for joining me in the live chat. Thank you all for joining me in the comment section below um, after you've watched the post uh, live stream, basically after it's been uploaded. Um, Let me know what you guys all think about what I've had to say here. Um, Tune in. Uh, basically, keep an eye out for more videos to come. Also, support my Brian's Discussions channel. Um, help me get to a thousand subscribers there. Um, also, check out my Patreon and my Vimo and my other podcasts. Uh, there will be links provided. Go to the About section um, here on my YouTube page. Scroll down, and you will see uh, the links to my Patreon, which is a dollar, a dollar a month, not much as well as links to my Vmail and other places, other areas where you could find me as well. And uh, that's all I can really say, guys. So um, thank you all for watching. Comment down below if you like after you've watched this post live stream. Thank you to those joining me in the live chat. And you all have a good day. Stay safe. Take care. Um, and uh, yeah, have a good rest of your Monday. And I will talk to you all next time. Peace out. God bless.